So we hope you enjoy listening to this podcast half as much as we enjoy making it for you. Because we had a ball. Only real content is going to last. All that other nonsense is here today and gone tomorrow. Welcome everybody to Navigating Now, a different podcast. I'm your humble host, Des Cole, here with our co-host, Jay Bartlett. And as you know, each week we bring you topics and conversations to help you navigate your now, as well as bring you advice from professionals who have and are navigating their now with grace. Our goal with this podcast is for every single one of us to leave with a better understanding of the opportunities we could take advantage of, as well as the skills that we can use to enrich our lives on a daily basis. Today we're excited to have John Taylor on the podcast. He usually goes by JT, but he's an experienced fashion designer who's worked for the likes of Tom Brown, Gucci, Nike, uh, New Balance, Aime Leondor. I think I'll just stop there, but I think you get the gist. We've been lucky enough to call him a mentor and a friend over this past year, and we're super excited to have him share his experiences, his knowledge, and his journey with you guys today. Uh, So definitely take some notes, (laughs) listen to the man, because uh, he is in the background of a lot of the things that we think are cool today. Uh, So definitely excited to have him on the podcast. And without further ado, Navigating Now would like to welcome John Taylor. Welcome, John Taylor, to Navigating Now. I call John JT. He's been a really cool menswear fashion mentor of mine, and I'm excited to have him on the podcast. He's going to drop some gems for everybody today. So I want to just start off, let him introduce himself, JT. Glad to have you on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good to be here, man. Good to to connect, man, for sure. Good seeing you guys. Uh, Yeah. My name is Jonathan Taylor, uh, known as JT. Everyone calls me JT. That's been the name ever since uh, high school. Uh, And yeah, so uh, real quick, I'm just a menswear designer here in New York City, just chipping away on this journey. Um, This year alone, I've designed for numerous brands, I guess, uh, starting out with Ame Leon Door. I had a deep hand in their SS21, which is uh, next season for Ame. a brand based in Milan. This is all 2020, by the way. This is a a brand in Milan called Joshua Sanders, which is a luxury uh, footwear brand. However, they just dropped, just last week actually, a uh, capsule collection with Smiley. uh, And I designed that whole ready to wear capsule. Um, I've been working with uh, Kawhi Leonard's uh, creative team in regards to his apparel uh, with his personal uh, launch and also some of his uh, New Balance um collection and i don't want to forget anything um a lot of small no-name situations in 2020 but overall that's 2020 and i'll go backwards before 2020 i was a head of design for Willie chevaria um i call it a conceptual street um super super sophisticated um really intelligent man really good friend of mine so Willie chevaria was from i would say 2018 2019 going backwards from him um uh i guess i guess i can kind of go to where it started from which was tom brown i started i started tom brown in 2013 and i worked all the way to 2014 and after leaving tb i just pretty much was just designing for a lot of other small uh streetwear brands here in new york city 
and just uh yeah so um so that's pretty much the new york uh segment of my work and uh yeah so this is pretty much who i am just a a young i don't want to say young i'm 37 but i still feel young i still hey, feel still young, young. You know what i'm saying for sure yeah so just chipping away man i when i in in between tom brown to willie though i launched uh, i made an attempt to launch my brand called moment ohm you guys can try to google it maybe go to hypebeast and check it out but um that plane landed just as quick as it took off you know that was something i, I said that i let my uh optimism overcompensate my common sense um but hopefully who knows in the near future i may do an official lunch you know i didn't go to any stores i didn't sell i didn't have a stock list i didn't have none of that you know but um hopefully if, if it happens in let's say 20 late 21 uh 22 who knows you know hopefully i'll do it right and have an actual official launch of moment on but at this point right now i'm just trying to basically position myself humbly speaking position myself as uh the go-to menswear designer freelance for these other brands you know yeah so actually yeah and you're doing that so the first question yeah. i kind of want to ask is your current project with ame leon Dor. um can you speak a little bit on how did they approach you how did they know you prior maybe and then like the process of making the collection like how long did it take you to make the collection well yeah i mean this industry it doesn't get any smaller than this industry and so i actually have a friend who's over production for ame and when he moved to new york city because he was away he was in la for a little while and then he moved to ohio to do stuff with uh abercrombie now he's in New York City, my guy Charlie, shout out to Charlie. Um, he told Ted, he was like, man, I got a guy, man, I think you need to meet if you haven't met him already. And so he was saying, hey, you know, uh, my guy JT. And so Teddy hit me up. This was this was, this was was last December of 2019. And uh, he was like, hey man, uh, can you meet me at the shop? So I came to the shop on Mulberry, you know, pulled up on Teddy and he was like saying, hey man, you know, I have a small amount of fashion people coming inside my shop now. And I'd love to kind of, you know, kind of get your eye on some stuff with this next collection, because I'm pretty sure that's going to grow. You know, I'm going to have more fashion people coming inside the shop, as he called them. And so, so as January started, man, I, I, I came, I banged out for about four months straight. Um, the pandemic kind of made things shaky. You know, I was the only 1099 on the team. And so, um, you know, and when April came, it was pretty much a done deal as far as SS21. And yeah, so that's pretty much how it kind of came about with uh, me and Ame. You know, that's kind of how it works with everyone I design for, you know, it's like hearsay, you know, I don't have an agent, you know, or they may just, you know, someone may find me on LinkedIn. You know, I always say this journey of mine is like the, it's like a steady, if I can use an analogy, it's like the steady pace of a domino effect. It's not really fast, it's not a fast domino effect, but it's, it's steady, you know, which I'm thankful for, you know? So yeah, so, yeah. So getting a little bit into your design process, um, do you start with any templates or you go from scratch or there, do you take inspiration for particular, from particular places? And then in the design, um, can you speak a little bit on like what you enjoy doing as far as like making the clothes, like sketching or mm -hmm. producing the samples or like in that whole, like A to Z, because there's everything in fashion from just coming up with that first concept mood board to actually marketing and production and the whole line so 
you know, it's funny because I just started back doing mood boards and I haven't done a mood board since college, since school. You know, cause when I first moved here and I first started at Tom Brown, he didn't do any mood boards and he didn't want to see any mood boards. And so I started to adapt that, that, that program. Like, you know what, I guess we don't need a mood board, right? If it's all in the mind, you know? And I kind of rely on myself a lot when it comes to like what I like as far as style and where I am as far as, you know, individual. And I just kind of put that into, I guess, what the consumer needs, you know? Cause at this right. point, you know, the consumer kind of dictates, you know, what the brand should put out in, in some terms, you know? But anyway, so I kind of rely on my sketches first, you know? And, I, and I'm very detailed when I sketch, I'm very detailed. I, I almost sketch in the context of an actual illustrated lookbook. You know, I don't want to have any blurry lines, any, any, any different like unevens, any, any scratches, none of that. It's just very, it's very literal. It's what you see is what you get. And that's what I hunt for after the collection is done being sketched out, you know? So like, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely literal when it comes to uh, my process in that, in that regard, you know? So the, the sketches, every detail has to be pointed out. Cause I look at this like art form and before fashion, I was always painting, you know, I was always, you know, doodling with the pencil, you know, being very creative with just, you know, drawing, you know? So I try to implement that into my process when it comes to design, you know? So very, very strict when it comes to my lines, you know? And after the collection is sketched out, of course, you know, you have the technical part, the CADs, the illustration, but after that, I kind of, and, and I don't gravitate to that as much as I should, but I do do it obviously. Uh, and then from there, just building it out, you know, just, you know, on that scavenger hunt, trying to find the right swatches, the right materials, you know, on the phone, hitting up all these different tanneries, whether it's, you know, somewhere in, you know, Florence or somewhere in Kentucky, you know, it doesn't matter. So, so the sketching aspect simultaneously with the uh, development part as far as sourcing the materials, I guess it's kind of my top two things. And then when the actual sample is finished, it doesn't really even get me off. It's like, well, just, I sketched it. So it's supposed to be, I sketched it and I sourced it. So, so yeah, yep. So I guess um, the whole idea of having an idea come to life through my sketches is the most powerful thing. Right. And yep. can, can you, on top of that, can you speak to how important it is because you've, you've worked in places with entire teams where you came in as a kind of freelance designer, but you also try to do your own thing. Can you talk to, because we talked about from A to Z, there's so many uh, steps in the process to creating clothes. Right. How important is it to have a team and have the people who actually do gravitate towards that CAD drawing technical aspect and then having other people who like to do the sketches such as yourself? It's super important to have a team that's, you may not be evenly balanced, but each person have their own superpowers, you know? And also when it comes to having a team, you know, you don't really need a big team, you know? You don't need a lot of brain when it comes to designing a collection. So it's not hard to assemble, you know, someone who, who day and night on Illustrator, someone that loves to, who's able to communicate these ideas through sketches, and then someone who just knows how to style, you know, and then, that's why you have a lot of brands to come up because those three things, it's pretty much all you need to actually have a brand, you know, because you may have one person that's an all around, you know, uh, design team, one person playing three or four individuals. And I, I didn't even mention pattern making, you know, getting behind the Juki and pushing it through, you know what I'm saying? You know, I have a lot of friends and people I know in this industry who can do all four, you know, so having a team is it, it, super imperative for sure, you know, um, 
But again, if, if, you, if you don't have a team, which when I launched Moment, I didn't have a team. It was just me doing everything. You know, I, I mean, I wasn't saving any money because I had to pretty much source for work, but I wish I did. That's what I was saying. If I was to launch Moment again this time, I'm gonna need all that kind of stuff, you know? Right. As, as less headache as possible. So I definitely do feel like having a nice, small, tight team on the same path, on the same page, with the same drive is super imperative for sure. Yep. And if you don't have, and as a freelancer, if you don't have that kind of access, make yourself resourceful, you know? Don't be afraid to ask, hey, this is who I am, this is what I've done. Can you help me with this, you know? Right. Yeah. And so going from like kind of asking questions and like kind of in your experience, if you could speak a little bit on your experience on where you started um, as far as fashion design and kind of where you would uh, point somebody who is interested in, in fashion design, maybe at anywhere along the, the scale, what would, what's some advice or what, where would you point them towards as far as learning about what you do? Well, I think the first thing that someone should do is kind of realize what fashion really means to them. So for mm -hmm. me, fashion was probably one of the few things in my life that allowed me to hold on to my inner kid, my inner child, mm -hmm. while experiencing new things, you know? Mm -hmm. Because if you if, if if you're in a place where you know you love to put on outfits, you love to you know walk down Mercer or Broadway or whatever it may be, Houston, but you can't create, that's cool. All right, step into styling. Reach out right. to you know this is New York City. You know what I'm saying? This is I mean for me, New York City is not even a city. It's more so a statement of ambition, full of out of towners fact. trying to mm -hmm. get it. You know what I mean? It's a fact. So so if you if you can't that's create, a whole energy too. Right. If you can't create, if you mm -hmm. can't sketch. Right, shoot your shot, you know, shoot your mm -hmm. shot. There's so many people shooting their shot inside the same goal, you know? Right. Uh, but, but, so, and try to make yours. So with that being said, I mean, just uh, just reach out, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to be vulnerable, right. you know? Don't be afraid to let people know, mm -hmm. hey, even if you don't have anything, like, hey, look, I don't have shit right now, but this is what I love, this is what I'm trying to do, you know, just give me something, you know, just give me some type of spark, right. and I'll see you next year, I'll see, or, or, or better yet, you may see me next year, you know? Right. So yes, yeah, so. I know. I, I know. I would, because I was gonna. I was gonna ask, what, what would, would you, your advice, advice be to somebody who is like, like yourself, yourself from a small city inside a small town in Arkansas that mm -hmm. isn't next to a big city with all of those opportunities? I know I would personally, and so would Jay, push them towards LinkedIn, because that's a, that's the new wave for everybody. LinkedIn, go do it. But uh, is there any other like ways that, that you would suggest people reach out to people? Yeah, um, I really feel, man, if you can see yourself being in a certain city or a certain space or whatever, you will eventually gravitate. That journey will mm -hmm. actually move you itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, like I remember being a kid watching Belly, watching Belly and comparing Belly to Minnesota society, like saying like, no, I don't want to do LA because LA reminds me of kind of like where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then, but New York City has this different thing. And I've always kind of just geared more towards New York. And so here I am here in the city, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think I think if you can see yourself in, this, in, a, in, in a particular space and kind of act on it a little bit, you know, work on relationships, reach out and do the right thing as a human, you will eventually right. land there, you know, some kind of way, you know, some kind of way. For do you. the right thing in the moment. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. Right thing in the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, again, just 
people people hit me up all the time on LinkedIn, you know? I mean, LinkedIn mm-hmm. is definitely a valuable source as far as connecting with people, you know? And also, and as an individual for me, I get energized off of rejection and off of on red or mm-hmm. even no replies at all. Like you didn't see it, mm-hmm. you know, that energized me. So also as, as a mentality, you know, have that undefeated spirit, you know, don't be defeated. You know what I'm saying? I right. get off on rejection, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, going like I said before, you know, this this journey of mine has just it hasn't been this whole ideology of speed kind of annoys me. I'm cool with being patient, you know, because guess what? I have my plan. I know what I'm I know what I'm set to do. This is what I and sometimes when you acting on your journey, when you're on when you're on, when you're in the middle of a creative journey, the universe will definitely remove everything out your way that you may think is good for you. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, like that situation I told you before we started with the whole the J Crew thing, you know. Yeah, facts. Yeah, we get we get talk yeah, about that crazy ones, yeah, you know. But right. Which was funny. It was like, you know, I live in this, you know, this contemporary luxury menswear space. But however, when you step outside, to well, I may consider this, you know, it's mm-hmm. still like no, stick to right. where you stick to where what you know, you know. So, but yeah, but um, that's what I think, man. Just just put your mind in, put your mind in it be able to see it and it will happen i tr- trust me but also you have to prepare for what you want you got to do the right, right. thing you got to you, you know mm-hmm. drink your water read love everybody you know what i'm saying you know talk right. to your mom every day listen to good music do what's mm-hmm. right you know what i'm saying you know mm-hmm. and while pursuing you know you know what you what you envision for yourself you know because again before right. not only not the fact that i was i'm from a small town you know surrounded by woods before fashion though you know before fashion i was a probation officer, man. I was in criminal justice. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, would, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the opportunity that was given to me. But still, I did it for a little while. You know, mm-hmm. you know. And also, I, when I when I speak to young people, I always speak on the importance of unlearning shit. Sometimes you have to unlearn things. Sometimes right. unlearning is just as important as learning. You know, right. you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Like our parents kind of taught us to get a job, work the job, pay the bill, then die. But I think now right. we're kind of we have this rebellious spirit where we're realizing, hey, jobs is not really for us right now, you know? Right. Well, jobs ain't, ain't as secure as they made it seem. Right. Right. No. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you know, we're kind of we're kind of being rebels a little bit in that regard. You know, I don't mm-hmm. consider myself as someone with a rebel spirit, but you know, overall, you know, we, we kind of got to be rebellious a little bit. You know. Facts. You know? So something I kind of want to touch on with, like, I feel like now moving into the future we're kind of breaking the mold on uh kind of how society expects people to move into their careers Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to ask you where do you think uh people should go to kind of get the knowledge for fashion design and do you think fashion school and having a fashion degree is necessary these days i know that you've been talking about uh, maybe teaching a little bit. And I know that you also went to uh, a fashion school in Chicago that definitely helped you with your journey. But speaking on now moving forward, I'm curious to hear your perspective on what you think the value is with fashion school. Yeah, you know, for me, the reason why I actually, I guess, went back to school for fashion was because I came up in fashion during the time when I was your age, it was a lot of tastemakers, man. It was like the birth of tastemakers. Everyone wanted to, you know, put on a suit jacket and pose and sit at a, at a cafe and look cool. And so I was surrounded by that. Everyone, everyone wanted to jump and build a brand off of that narrative. But for me, 
I was like, you know what? I'm, I want to be invisible for at least three to four to five years. So let me just go to school and develop a community through art and then pursue it that way, you know? And also, I was telling this to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. I didn't want to get old too fast in regards of my face when it comes to the industry. You know, because I feel like once you get old as far as a face, you're done. Because a lot of people who are quote unquote were tastemakers back in 2010, 2011, 20, 2012, you know, uh, you see them now, they're pretty much t-shirt, hair grown out, trying mm. to create, trying to build something. But mm. they're, you know, but you look at them like, oh, dude, I remember when you had this little thing called the, the gentleman's touch or something, you know what I'm saying? All you right. know, so for me, I never wanted to get old through that, you know? And I don't want people to speak on me in that type of manner. Where it's like, didn't you do something with this, this trade show last mm. couple, four years, you know what I'm saying? Now you're doing this, or now you want to create, now you want a t-shirt with paint on it, you know what I'm saying? So. For me, I just kind of wanted to just step away from what they were doing and just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to quit my career. I'm going to become a student again. And I'm going to see if this route, you know, but now, but if you think about it, but now it's so easy to put product out. Do you really even need to, you know what I'm saying, go to school to pretty much do it, you know? I mean, you can just mm-hmm. pop off of something you can put on Instagram now. So I'm not quite sure. I mean, me personally, I still would consider going to school you know what I'm saying? To get your connects up or whatever, you know, if you really love it. But also, I mean, if if if, if you're able to make product and put it out and it's good and keep at it, you know, and gain relationships, because also a big part of this industry is also who you know, you know, who can connect, who you can get connected with, you know. So, you know, there's really no there's really no kind of diff, there's really no rule book and how to how to really make it, you know. But for the people that do wanna, you know learn and, 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 and know, cause I mean, I've always sketched my whole life, but however, when I got into design school, there were certain ways that they taught me how to sketch that I kind of merged into the way I already sketch, you know? I'm really big on customization mm-hmm. also. So taking things that's already there, but making my own, you know? But we've always right. done that though, right? Right, that's, that's the mark of a creator, really. Right, 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 you know? Right. So, so yeah, for sure. Um, so I would, I would recommend, I mean, I mean, the best advice I can give as far as school, I mean, hmm, or should you not do school? I don't know. I mean, look at yourself. Look at yourself and just see what's out there for you, you know? See where you're at already. I know for me, in my, in my time, 2010, 2011, 2012, I was surrounded by so many tastemakers in every city. Everyone wanted to wear the same slim-fitted, you know, slacks with the, you know, the, the, the mock strap, you know, Oxford, with the you know the polo button up top button with the suit jacket, I I didn't want to do that. I, I mean, I could have done that, right? You know, mm-hmm. but I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to strip down and really learn this, really go to school, you know, and really just right. see what's see what's out there for me. And uh, yeah, I think like kind of the key takeaway I'm hearing is like whether you want to do it in school or not. It's like really important to kind of like assess what's out right now in the culture and where is it that you feel like your vision fits within it is it something that's for now or something for the future like your brand is called moment and we don't live in time we live in moments you know what i'm saying and like if you understand the sequence of like what i'm doing is for the future for later then maybe like you know what i'm saying you went to school and you said let me get the knowledge let me build my network let me up my resources and then i'm gonna be able to do i'm gonna be able to kill it when yeah. it's my moment, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also for me, when I went to school, my whole mentality, if I can think about about seven years ago, my mentality was, 
okay, I'm coming into fashion kind of late because I graduated at 30 years old. I moved to New York City. When I was interning at TV, I was 30 years old. And so actually when I graduated from SAIC, I actually wanted to go back to school more. I actually wanted to move to London to go to Central St. Martin's because I was thinking, okay, cool. If I can give SAIC a year and a half and give Central St. Martin a year from that school, I was, I was, I was believing that I could design for any house, you know? And so mm -hmm. I was thinking, I was saying to myself, like I had a, I had a Women's Wear Daily article of when, I, when I first launched Moment. And there was a quote in there when I told the lady, I told the interviewer, I said, look, man, I actually went in two years, I went from taking ankle bracelets off the shorties in the hood and projects to being with Tom Brown in Paris, you know, putting looks down the runway. But before I considered New York City, because at the time I was engaged and my wife, she was like, no, nah, let's let's just try. Let's try New York City, man. Slow down. You're a little too ambitious right now. But uh, before that, I was considering going to London because I was thinking, OK, cool. A year and a half in Chicago as a design student go to London, and then perhaps after Central St. Martin's, who knows, I may, you know, come in as, you know, a menswear designer, maybe even a senior designer for, at the time, who was popping, and in London, uh, Tom Ford, he was in London at the time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, maybe Burberry, you know, so I was, I was, I was setting up a plan to make leaps that kind of way, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I went to New York, I went, the, you know, the American route, stayed in New York City, well, went to New York City, and uh, here we are now, you know. Do you think that, um, kind of going to some of these higher, like really prestigious fashion schools gets you in a little bit more with like the big fashion houses? Uh, it probably did, but now we're, we're living in a world now where I think we're kind of sick of the same stories. You know, mm -hmm. I think we're living in a world now where we want a story that's authentic, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think with all these different initiatives coming out now, as far as like, you know, overlooked populations, you know, African-Americans, black culture, young black kids, that's not getting, you know, you know, the, the proper looks as far as schooling, you know, the, and now these industries, like even Gucci, they're going inside these different communities. I think Virgil just launched something where they're going inside these different places. They're finding people that, you know, young kids that want to get that, want, want to get down, who went to a terrible high school, who probably didn't go to college at all, but they still have access to a conglomerate like caring or, you know, right. you, you know what I'm saying? So I think so now, I think it really doesn't really even matter. You know, right. I think right. it, I think it doesn't really even matter at this point right now. Cause again, we're, we're tired of the same narrative and we're kind of shifting that whole idea of, oh, you have to go to Central St. Martin's, you have to go to Parsons, right. FIT or whatever, you know? Right. Um, and I mean, we have a lot of leverage going on right now, but also the way companies and the way people can get over leverage is individual leverage. What have you done? So you still have to put in the work within yourself. You know, if you didn't go to an FIT, Parsons, SAIC, you know, Savannah, whatever, you know, Rhode Island, you still have to do something. You know what I mean? You still have you to gotta build your credit. Right. You got to build your credit. That's something that we talked about, like a, a much older episode, but like the fact that credit is not just money, there's social credit. Of course. And absolutely. Everything, right. like you don't. credit. Yeah. <laughs> Portfolio is big credit, more than your resume, more than where you went to school, your GPA. Show me what you've done, how you can apply your skills. That's right, that's right. And, uh, so we're kind of coming to the end. I wanted to ask uh, one thing, because I know it's really big in your kind of philosophy, Your you call your life a journey, and we were kind of just talking about 
just how everything is shifting as far as this no one really wants to hear the same old story we're respecting people kind of going getting it uh, and that we're respecting that authentic story how has i want to ask how has your mindset played into your success and what do you uh what would you encourage people to have in their repertoire as far as mindset um kind of skills or things that you have in your philosophy that help you in your journey just be resilient mm. just be super resilient i mean you're gonna have people man you're gonna come into this office these interview spaces these investment rooms and people you know say what they don't see what they what they don't like what what, what how the market is shifting towards this but you have this you know mm. we want we want to go over here in this direction but you have this and we don't want this just be resilient because I've, I've been into plenty of spaces where people just looked at me, you know what I'm saying? It was like, right. yeah, I don't know. I don't think so, you know, but I don't want to, you know, throw out an old cliche, but believe in yourself, man, and understanding that the universe is controlled by momentum. Momentum right. controls the universe. You know, like mm -hmm. I was saying, man, this momentum can come from a compliment, <laughs> you know? Right. This can come from a compliment, man. This can come from all the way up to, you know, quickly executing, you know, uh, a 30 look collection in a week. You know what I mean? This can go to, mm -hmm. this, this momentum can be being asked to be a part of some type of bootleg fashion show in your local town. You know what I mean? Right. And that can, that can right there can translate to you being somewhere in the Marais or somewhere in the ninth in Paris, you know, putting shit together. You know what I mean? You know, right. um, it, it, I mean, you could, you know, customize a sneaker, then who knows in the next couple of years, two years, you're in some factory in Florence <laughs> getting lost, mm -hmm. trying to find directions to, you know, a nearby tannery. So you can go to this other factory, you know, that's mm -hmm. in Venice, you know what I mean? So just right. always just act on any type of momentum, big or small and understand that, you know what I mean? And just, that's what I did, right. you know, like when I first, cause listen, I didn't know that uh, the School of the Arts of Chicago, the Institute, was such a prestigious art school. I didn't know it. And I just knew, okay, I'm living in Chicago. So obviously they should have some type of school that has a fashion program, right? right. And I just submitted my look, I just submitted my, my sketches to them, my portfolio, and they accepted me. So with that being with that being said, just that acceptance letter that came back was all the momentum I need to keep me going right now, you know? Right. Yeah, so so just take any ounce, any ounce. Little small wins. Yeah, any right. ounce, man. And just and again, I always say, man, you know, a spark can set a forest fire, you know? Facts. So just be resilient, Facts. keep your head up. And uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of people to, uh, not a lot, and hopefully it's not a lot, but when they do, believe in yourself, let it energize right. you, y'all. Let it energize you, man. Right. Yeah. Thanks. So I have, uh, I have two more questions. One's a bit technical and the other is more about your create your creativity. The, uh, the technical one is, can you take us through how you communicate after you have your designs, you have your CADs, how do you go from that to speaking to the manufacturer, finding the manufacturer and producing the samples? Oh man, lucky me. I work with a factory here in the city, man. The guy, my guy, Peter. <laughs> So Peter again? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, anyway, so check it out. So um, this guy is like 90 years old and he understands everything about silhouette. He knows shape. He just gets it. And he's like 90 years old, man. And so I can come in with a sketch, a flat, 
a couple specs because actually we'll do the spec right like he can do the spec on me you know right mm. and we'll just pretty much just bang it out just like that you know so i have a sketch and i might have an actual picture like this is the type of shoulder i want let's get it done i'll maybe send out one one proto we do one proto mock and from after after the first proto everything else should kind of like translate within itself you know because when you look at the proto you look at the muslin i mean that should kind of tell you what's right or wrong you know mm-hmm. that's why that stage is so important you know like how it fits on the body will people mm. want to wear this how does it look to you did this ideal actually did you really convey your idea through sketches the right way because now you're looking at this actual proto and it's like not really what you wanted you know right. so that's pretty much how i work i'm just blessed to have i'm just blessed to work with people who get it you know yeah yeah you yeah. found a really good manufacturer yeah yeah and then so the other kind of creative question is you're obviously so involved in fashion and menswear um what other mediums do you enjoy creating in or kind of that you like to consume other than just fashion you know what man <laughs> i swear i'm like a fake ass a and r man i feel like i'm like the, i feel like music has been the part of my life ever since a kid you know what i mean mm. and and sometimes i get torn like yo should i like let moment be an enterprise that kind of goes into kind of ventures into whatever it wants to be you know but uh definitely love music and film you know uh i'm just a huge admirer of all performance art you know coming from a visual you know what i mean so yeah 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 so uh i would love to get into uh i guess simultaneously i guess film and music in some type of way you know because i i for me i look at moment could be my brand moment could be an entry point to a lot of other great things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also, of course, I, I love to mentor. I love to speak to the youth. And um, I would love one day to uh, have a school, man, have my own school, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, I have a, a pretty decent uh, community of, of people, performance artists, visual artists, and we talked about it, man. Like, you know, I don't do long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Even if it is a long-term goal, I'll try to find a way to make it a short-term goal. Sure. But uh, that's a goal of mine, you know, is to definitely have some type of school, whether it's, you know, performance, but actually I want it to be performance and visual, you know? I'm talking about studios for music, you know, design studios for creating, you know, fashion, architecture, the whole nine, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. And then, uh, so now I want to give you kind of like the platform to speak on your own brand moment because i know it's something that's really important to you and uh hopefully it's something that you can develop into into a marquee name in the next few years yeah um again i mean if you go back if you go on a hypebeast and and you check out the narrative of moment it is i think it says you know, this Japanese Americana mixture brand by Jonathan Taylor. Um, I guess you can kind of disregard that narrative because at the time I was just so focused on quality of the product, aesthetics, right? But as time went on, I realized if I'm only focusing on quality product design with a name called Moment, I'm really doing that a disservice, you know? So this time I really wanted to be more impactful and really mean something. You know, uh, right. so I'm just kind of just jotting down ideas. Like the collection is, 
ideas as far as design will always be there. I'm not worried about that at all. You know, I think right now mm -hmm. people want to have a brand that they can connect to. You know, I think now That's brands are somewhat like voting. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. It's like investing. investing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it is. Their, right, people want to people want to put their vote towards this is what I'm this is what I'm fucking with right now. You know, mm -hmm. so I I pretty much have it. You know what I mean? But at this time, I mean, you know, simultaneously, I'm, I, you know, I'm creating for these different brands. You know, I might be going out to LA for a little while next year, you know, to mm -hmm. work with some, some, some cool brands. So I'm trying to find a way where I can do it both. You know what I mean? Um, right. But yeah, but with Moment, man, hopefully, if not by next spring, which is SS22, perhaps fall, winter 22. Um, but again, I mean, I'm just slow cooking it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just slow cooking mm -hmm. it while um trying to be a good friend you know what i'm saying trying to be a good husband a good father you know i'm not in no rush sure. to go at that again you know i only want to do it when it's right but who knows it may be if you it may be i may do something real quick for fall winter 21 you know mm -hmm. but uh at this point right now i just pretty much just want to just work and lift as i climb and uh, share you know i think that's where right. we're at right now stay healthy you know so, so again i mean if i can give you guys some homework go back look at moment on more hype beasts and see what it is as far as visually but also and even as far as product and aesthetic it will be kind of those same lines granted things have kind of shifted for me in regards to aesthetic but overall i want the meaning of moment to really hit home you know right no pun intended because people always say moment home and shit so whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I'm sure this won't be the the last time that you'll be on the pod or you'll be on, you'll be anywhere around. You'll people will see you in our content, but uh, go ahead and uh, let the people know where they can find you, where they can reach out to you, where they can find out some of the stuff you've done. Oh man, I'm pretty much tucked in. You know, I'm 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 pretty much BTS right now behind the scenes. But my Instagram is JT is alive, <laughs> obviously JTIZ alive. <laughs> I don't really have a big following. Honestly, my Instagram is basically a visual journey of my of my story. Mm -hmm. You know, starting from when I first got here to New York City to now. You know, um, I rarely post a lot of things that I'm doing. You know, I always and I I struggle with that because uh, I just feel like I don't want the things that I'm doing to feel like it's getting bigger than me. Right. And there's not a lot of places where you can actually find me, so I kind of let my Instagram be that. You know. Mm. You know, but uh, yeah, but. I'm kind of shifting away from that though. I'm kind of shifting. I'm, I'm in maybe 2021, 20, you know, I'll do more of that. I'll, I'll post more of my environments, the space that I, that I exist in or whatever, and some of the things I'm doing. Because I, I just, I mean, as far as who I am as a person, I know that shit goes by really fast. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you do something and it's like, okay, what's next? And I know that, right. you know, right. so I just want to just keep it going. Right. I'd rather keep it going and just, you know, because it's funny because I'll speak to people and they'll they'll say, oh, I don't know you. I don't know you, man. You've done this, you've done that, but I don't know you. I've, I've made it. I've, I've made an effort to stay in the shadows, you know. Right. Working man and a family man, you know what I'm saying. But I guess in order to uh, get what you never had, you got to do what you never done. So we'll see how that goes next year, you know. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, JT is alive. My Instagram, I, my LinkedIn is John Taylor. I think for my LinkedIn, I think I'm gonna design for one major brand, one more major brand, and I'm done with LinkedIn. <laughs> I won't be active on LinkedIn after one more major brand and I'm done with it. And uh yeah, so LinkedIn John Taylor. Uh my Instagram JT is alive and uh that's that. Cool. Well, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on. 
Straight gems. I suck Straight at this. Gems. Like I told you guys, like I suck at this. Nah, man. Nah, not at all. You just drop them. You don't even know. Hey, where I sent? I sent the notes. I didn't say JT podcast. I said flow, didn't I? All right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll get used to this, yes, man. Sir. I'm such a face to face connection type dude. You know what I'm saying? You know. Right. So, so who? Nah, well, we'll, after yeah, after all this craziness, we'll definitely do a lot more of that in person. For sure. For so. sure. Yeah, this is new territory for me. I'm stepping into new territory with this, you know? Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up here. Again, JT, it was good having you on. This Big is Navigating up. Now, a different podcast. Check out our other episodes. Check out our merch line, you know what I'm saying? I'm wearing the beanie, crew fleece, whatever. Different, Something different, like different, different, different. He's got Very the pendants now. on. All right, we will catch you next time. Peace. Thank you guys for joining us again today. If you didn't catch JT's social handles, they'll be posted in the description of wherever this is being shared. As always, make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. And please let us know who you'd like to hear us talk about uh, or talk to on the podcast. Our DMs are always open. Make sure to check out differentny.com. So we just dropped a clothing line collaboration with Champion, but you could also find more fashion and art there. You could check out our creative agency at differentconsulting.com to check out our collaborations or to reach out to us if you have an idea or if you have a business you'd like to grow. We also post the gems of all these conversations five days a week on Instagram and YouTube. So make sure to follow us on our platforms and share our content with your friends. Signing off is your host, Des Cole. Thank you for listening to another episode of Navigating Now. It's just different.